At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Don't leave out anything. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here, producer number five. And, hey, Jeff, you have some uh, NBA stuff you wanted to say? Here? Yeah, uh, th- this is uh, a little bit from, from Woj and, and Shams. Woj bomb. So, uh, we'll, we'll put the tweets together here. Is this here. a bomber grenade? <laughs> uh, a little bit of a, bol- a okay. both, I would say. All right. uh, so starting January 15th, any NBA player who is not fully vaccinated will be unable to enter Canada to play games in Toronto. Wow. The Canadian government will require all individuals entering the country to be fully vaccinated. Uh, That is from both of them. Uh, If a player can't show proof of vaccination and misses a game in Toronto, he would be subject to reduction of compensation, may be subject to fine suspension or other action. Uh, The NBA informed teams today. That's from Shams. Uh, The other one, which actually would be more important uh, here, any unvaccinated NBA player with temporary visa status leaving the country would be unable to reenter the United States as well, according to a memo that was obtained by Woj earlier today. For example, a player that would would be unable to reenter after playing in Canada, which they are not going to be allowed, an unvaccinated player would not be able to uh, play in Canada or traveling outside the United States on All-Star Weekend. 
So that is stuff to keep in mind. At least the, okay. the Toronto thing is important and handicappable because there could be some players that right. miss games in Toronto now. So the first part of the Woj thing is irrelevant because you couldn't get into Toronto in the first place, right, based on the Shams thing. What happens if someone leaves the country and doesn't realize that they can't get back in during the All-Star break in February? That's different. That's the second part of the Woj part. So is that but that is that second part is that an NBA thing or is that just a governmental thing that just changed? Like what uh, is it looks it? like a governmental yeah, thing. Yeah, I was going to say what I what I'm reading. So the the Toronto part is interesting. Uh my girl uh is from Toronto. So she goes back and forth here right between Toronto and Las Vegas and every time she has to travel because the Canadian government has very strict rules and regulations about this. I guess the NBA had a free pass that the rest of us mere mortals didn't have to, because every time she goes, you know, she's got to get a, a test, right, a negative test to get back into Toronto within, it was 72 hours before her flight. Now it's 24 hours before your flight, which, you know, is a pain, right? It's a pain in the butt. But, okay, that's their rules. And so now what we're hearing is that the NBA... If the NBA is now just coming back to the rest of us is essentially what the Canadian government is saying with that. They're saying, look, you don't get a free pass just because you're a ball player. You have to be vaccinated or you're not playing against the Raptors. Back in the day, obviously, they had the Vancouver Grizzlies, too. Now we don't have to worry about two teams, just one franchise in Canada. But that is that's interesting. Very interesting. When you listen, this is this was a the downside of wanting to be. You know, global, right? The N- the NFL had aspirations to be global. They played games in London. The NBA at one point had aspirations to be global. You don't anticipate a global pandemic where other governmental rules might impinge upon that. But here we're seeing a very uh, low-key version of that with uh, just north of the border. Fascinating. So what's the date on that? January 5th, you said? 15th. 15th of January. Basically giving folks a one-month runway to get it done. If you're not vaccinated, you have Toronto on your schedule, teams should know this is where you have a conversation with the players, and if players who don't want to get vaccinated don't get, want to get vaccinated, period, then you just have to plan for them not playing in Toronto. But they will get their pay docked, as you said there. Let's go back to our initial conversation of the show that Drew Dinsick and I were having, Jeff, earlier about the Bills and the Patriots yesterday. How much of what we were saying do you agree with? How much do you disagree with? Basically, for those who missed it, I'm going, I, I, and I wasn't doing this just to be provocative, but everybody slurping on Bill Belichick this morning, I, I don't, I, I see it completely differently. I think he got away with the strategy yesterday, completely got away with it. His defense bailed him out, same way that he got bailed out by Malcolm Butler in that Super Bowl when he should have called a timeout, would have been the absolute. GOAT, old school definition of GOAT, meaning the reason they lost by not calling a timeout earlier. He gets bailed out by Malcolm Malcolm Butler in that Super Bowl. I think he got bailed out a couple times by the Patriots' defense, which stopped the Bills in the red zone twice late. Bills couldn't come up with a single point in either of those two drives. And in the end, he had the whole second quarter with the wind behind him to do something about it. He didn't. He was like, it was like this thing like, okay, I get it, Bill, you're running, but now you have the wind on your side. Someone reminded me on Twitter, they're like, remember the 19... This will be before your time, Jeff. But the the NFC Championship game after the 1986 season. So it was Washington against the New York Giants. New York Giants went on to win the Super Bowl. But Washington was the team, you know, that was, that was the rival. That was the team they had the hardest time, 
you know, that was the team they'd have to overcome. Washington was in the midst of winning Super Bowls. Washington was going to win another Super Bowl the next year. But they beat Washington for the third time that year, 17 to nothing in that NFC Championship, a game where the wind was favoring one side of the field and not the other. And Bill Parcells played it perfectly, right? When the wind is with you, you play it a different way. When it's against you, you get it. You, you know, the punt. That was another thing. So Jake Bailey's first punt last night for the, for the Patriots, he understood that he had to keep it low when going right to left on your television screen. The second one, he kicked right up in the air. At like, you know, Bills had the ball at the Patriots 40. But the Bills couldn't capitalize on it. So Bill Belichick, to me, he got to the victory because Sean McDermott was a worse coach than him. In the same way that the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl last year, in the NFC playoffs anyway, by just running into Jedi mind-tricking the opposing coach. Matt LaFleur comes to mind, the biggest, where it's like, excuse me, uh, yeah, Matt LaFleur, where it's like, you, you weren't that great. You were just better than the opponent. So anyway, I throw it well, to you. Well, isn't the game being better than your opponent, though? No, no, 100%. <laughs> but what I'm saying is people are like, oh, this is Bill Belichick's um, crowning moment. Like, he got away for, with it. For, I'm, not, I'm not all the way in your camp on that. I, I think Belichick realizes his defense at this point might be the best current unit in the NFL at the moment. Now, I'm not saying that it will end up there, but they are the best defense at the moment in the league. And the wind was insane, which took away Buffalo's only real prospect of moving the ball, which was Josh Allen's arm. Which, by the way, Josh Allen made a few throws through the wind that were like, oh, my God, how did you How did oh, you do that? Incredible. Really, I, I, I didn't think Allen played as poorly as some people made him no, out he was, last No, he was night. fine. It was just horrible condition, they conditions just, for They throwing. should have been running it. They should have been calling runs well, with that him. Was, that was what I was just about to say. The one time that there was a designed run for Allen, he ran for 20 yards in the fourth quarter. Uh, I thought that game last night was more about Buffalo's failures than New England. Uh, more than anything. Well, I think you know. that's my point, though. Yeah. I don't disagree no, I, with that. I, and I think Belichick, look, I think Belichick also, it kind of showed us something with how much they truly trust Mac Jones. Well, that's they're what I brought up earlier, they're too. They're still not there yet. Drew Drew answered it perfectly. Yeah. I said, does he tr- fully trust Mac Jones? And, and Drew said, I don't know about that, but he didn't want to find out. Ex- I Per, Drew said it perfectly. Perfectly. Because also, too, the last thing you want for a rookie quarterback that had been rolling as well Bad weather game for the first time in his life. Throws three interceptions and you lose. That's a step going backwards with bad, with a, I don't want to call it bad mojo, but they're going into the bye week with a huge game coming out of it with Indy. Last thing you want is the last memory. Hey, I just threw three interceptions in a game, even though the weather was ridiculous. But for Buffalo, though, you know, two things. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that McDermott could have done what I'm about to say after doing a little more research, even though I'm not 100% there on it. Second half. After deferring to the second half, Buffalo needed to take the wind in the fourth quarter instead of taking the ball in the third. So we brought this up on primetime action last night. We couldn't identify the rule. We couldn't so, We couldn't figure out if he could do that or not. So based off the preliminary research I did after you brought that up to me again, it looks like he could have. Now, the official rule book is not 100% clear. That's the only issue with right. that. It, Based off the way I interpreted it, it looks like, he, yes, he could have. Because we definitely brought it up. You're right about that. That would that would have been another error on his part. Yeah, because if they have the wind in the fourth quarter, Bass can kick two field goals. That 
field goal where Tyler Bass doesn't miss field goal. Shortest miss of his career. Doesn't miss. He wouldn't have, he would have he would have made that kick going the direction that Folk made his in the fourth quarter. 33 yards, I believe. But it was. but in the end though, Gil, every time Buffalo this year has played a run heavy offense, they have been soft. Yeah. They have been soft. beaten. And now all of a sudden a team that was a pro, a prohibited Super Bowl favorite a month and a half ago even they might miss the playoffs. When I lost that survivor play on the Bills against the Jags, that was the word I used. They were soft. Let me ask you about the the end of that first half. The end of the first half, too. I talked about how Belichick didn't take advantage of the win in the second half. That sequence at the end of the first half, and this is where I really faulted Belichick, he got 20 yards on that first carry of the final drive within two minutes of the second half. And so you're figuring, okay, well, they maybe they weren't going to do anything with this, but now that you've got 20 yards, clearly you're going to throw the football. You're going to do some stuff. Nope. He just kept running it. He was content to run out the clock and then strangely with 37 seconds left in the half Belichick changes his mind and they do decide to call a timeout I'm like well why would you have waited to call the timeout then after the timeout they still keep running and then you're like okay well both teams are going to be content running letting the clock run out but no then the Bills ridiculously call a timeout with seven seconds left and you're like what are you going to do with that now the Patriots should throw a Hail Mary and Belichick was like nope I'm still going to punt like, none of that made any sense. None of it. The whole sequence was bizarre, to put it politely. Seven seconds. I would have taken the timeout if I were Buffalo. To Much make earlier sure. if you take it. Take 11 one. seconds because you're not throwing a Hail Mary with 11 seconds. Seven, you could have. I'm just surprised that New England didn't even just take one shot. But at this the is my half. point. But again, I think Belichick was in the, in the camp of this team is not scoring us on us if, tonight. Yeah, but that's that's results-oriented. All the Bills had to do was punch it in once. I know they didn't do it, but they, they had a couple drops. If I'll say it again. If New England loses that game by one possession, which was very possible, I go back to the second quarter and say, Bill Belichick, what were you doing? You got away with it again. History loves this man. We'll come back. Pete Futak, College Football Next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The VEASAN Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you're betting on every game, playing contest, or just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide will drop in six days, December 13th. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. So the college football betting guide, Jeff, was $19.99. Whereas the NBA and the NHL betting guides for the full season were $9.99? Wow. Interesting. Football says something, doesn't it? Football is king, ladies and gentlemen. He's the king of uh, collegefootballnews.com. It's Peter Futak, at Pete Futak, F-I-U-T-A-K on Twitter. How you doing, Pete? All I have to say is God bless those beautiful human beings who are putting together your bowl guide because I can tell you it's the hardest and weirdest thing to do because we just found out these matchups on Sunday. Yes. And they're, like you said, there's like, I mean, if you include all of them, there's like 44 of them. I think you're including 41 on this without the playoffs and the celebration bowl. And like, it's so much stuff to pack into now. I'm sure they're going to press soon. So as we speak, I can gear, I know exactly what they're doing. It's all coffee. It's all caffeine all the time because it is a race to get there fast. Well, I used to do a po- I used to do whether it was beating the book or betting dork before that. I used to do podcasts where we would do every single bowl game. We'd like break it up in yep. parts. And it was always this is the thing about college football bowl season which we haven't said yet on this show this year, but it deserves an annual mention, which is And and worse than ever. Yes. And worse than ever, right? So so before the opting out, 
right? Mm -hmm. College football bowl season was always difficult because you had to handicap the motivations, right? If a team, you know, wanted to, to have a better bowl and they had to settle for a bowl, you just never knew. If there was regional home game-ish kind of bowls, you had to keep that in mind. If there were coaches, not only head coaches, but coordinators who were on an interim basis, or, you know, if someone had already left, or if, you know, you didn't know if they would play for this guy, or if they would, it was all that, you know, Michigas. Now, it's, you don't even know who's going to play ultimately. So, I don't know that if I were still doing the bowl podcast, I don't know if I'd even do them anymore, because I'd be like, why are we going to do 40 of these, bust our ass doing this, and then in the end, like, a quarter of them aren't going to be valid in the end. Totally. And, and, and you're absolutely right. And like, I'm doing this for the USA as we speak, the USA Today print version of this. And like, you can't include so many players because you just don't know. Because like, you know, even like, the, it's not even the biggest guys. I mean, even guys like Carson Strong, the Nevada uh, quarterback, he's kind of hit or miss on whether or not it's going. And then you get Jay Norvell, who's leaving Nevada for Colorado State. Like the coaching carousel is just so wacky right now. It, it makes these bowl games so to the point of you know what you do and all this really there's two ways to look at it either you can kind of sort of figure out this now and realize that the lines might be skewed in some ways or you wait till the last possible second because sometimes you're going to place a wager now on something like yeah that looks like it's a good bet and all of a sudden 10 guys decide not to play so it's it's this is this is a rough go this is not an easy exercise by any means well and this is it, we always talk about how you know look we fill hours and hours of content with pre-flop ATS thoughts right and and that's justifiable cuz that's what you're going to talk about when games are going on but there is no better betting vehicle for in-game betting than college football bowl season man because all the things we just talked and, about you watch and covid yes and covid, and COVID on top of it championship that hit us out of the blank last year the san jose state team got whacked at the last second and ball state you know cranked it up like this is like you get this is why it depends on how your risk tolerance either there's great value now or like you said you wait till this thing happens because there's going to be one team that all of a sudden on day of game, there's going to be, you know, 15 guys that are that are out all of a sudden that we didn't you know, know about before. Or you watch a few drives, right? You watch each team go on one or two drives and then you're like, oh, I see. Team X they don't is got not here today. And Team Y <laughs> cares deeply. That kind of yeah. thing. So, I mean, that's exactly. obviously hovering. Okay, there's so much to talk about here. Let, let's start with something I hadn't talked about earlier with Jeff, which is Heisman. We know the uh, four finalists. It's Bryce Young, it's C.J. Stroud, it's Kenny Pickett, and it is Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, it's Young, right? There's This is done. Uh, it, I mean, how can it not be? You know, I, I, I will not reveal my vote as a Heisman voter, all disclosure. But, like, uh, I will be shocked if the, Betty, if the public out there does not go for it. I mean, think about it. There wasn't really a Heisman number one guy in there. And we were, like, waiting to say, okay, what would happen if Bryce Young rocked Georgia. Well, Bryce Young rocks Georgia. Throw on top of that uh, the the first in 97 against Auburn when they were down 10-3 just to get here. And they went to, went from, they're dead. They have 97 yards to go. They only scored three points in Auburn. That's it for the Alabama season. To now being the college football playoff number one seed. I, I The question is who's number two. I mean, it's I, I think it's going to be Aiden Hutchinson just because. But, look, Trevor Lawrence was number two last year, and the guy didn't do anything. 
really that Heisman worthy all year. So uh, far be it for me to, to know the total whims of the Heisman voter out there. There are the bet MGM numbers. Bryce Young now minus 5,000. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson 16 to 1. Kenny Pickett 30 to 1. CJ Stroud, who will always have that one half of football, uh, 40 to 1. Uh, for the Heisman. So that appears to be done. All right, let's start with the national semifinals. I was talking earlier about it. Oh, it's the it's the New Year's Eve national semis. Oh, we're, boo. We're, uh, it's it's uh, the worst. The isn't the, the Rose worst. isn't the Rose Bowl doesn't that control when these are played? The national semis Some, that? Yeah. Something like that. It's the it's the date and timing and all that, but it it stinks. Not that like I'm going to go live it up at this point in my career on New Year's Eve, but it just <laughs> for just for just national attention and things. It just look, I'll be in Miami for this and it's it's interesting and then it's like, "Yay, New Year's." And, but okay, they just played the game. It's just not as much fun. Wait, don't, wait. Don't, I'm not going to let you do that. You you're going to be in Miami for this? Are you? I will be in Miami. Oh. Well, I'm going to be in Florida, so I might as well just run over to Florida and catch the game anyway. So I, was say, I, I will be I will be in there for All that, right. Yes. So but first of all, shout out to you because you said Alabama money line against Georgia. So let's give it up for Peter Futak, everybody. <laughs> yes. Yeah, give it up for me because that's like the one thing I got right all of championship <laughs> weekend. I pretty much whiffed everything else, but that one I will hang hang hat on. Yes. Uh, Bama by 13 and a half over Cincinnati. Your thoughts? Hate, hate everything about it. Uh, look, at the end of the day, Alabama is still the team that needed that big drive to get more than three points against Auburn. It's still the team that struggled against Arkansas and LSU and uh, and had all those issues that made everyone think like, and this is just not the year for Alabama. There is something to be said for the desperation. They got there again, the SEC championship, and they performed kind of at another level. They weren't at all year long, except for maybe the Ole Miss game. Uh, I, but it's Cincinnati. You know how I feel in my power five snobbish and my love of uh, Alabama in terms of just betting. So I, I goes every gets everything against in me to not take Alabama. I just sort of think that that as that regular season, Alabama is more like it. And I think Cincinnati's probably going to cover, but give me a few weeks and I might change my mind on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Michigan, seven and a half point dogs, even eight. I'm seeing some spots against Georgia in the other semi. The one, as I said earlier, where the uh, wife and the girlfriend is screaming from the other room if you're on the East Coast. Can we go already? You can't watch the rest of this game. Uh, I, I, as wishy-washy as I was on that first call, I'm going to be all in on this one. I'm just going to just drive right through it and say, and go all in my my thought process that Georgia's about to rip through this thing. I oh, think that wow. Georgia, that Georgia team that showed up in the SEC championship Again, there, there's a weird little motivation twist. Of course they wanted to beat Alabama. Of course they wanted to win the SEC championship. Didn't matter for them. Mattered for Alabama. Alabama played like it. Georgia didn't. That defense really is that good. And now they're not the number one anymore. Now they're all oh, they're you know, look, they're the number three seed. This is Alabama's thing. Now, I think we are about to see the real Georgia defense hit Michigan very, very hard. And as much as we all love Michigan, this is a better, a different team. There's a difference between playing the Big Ten, even Ohio State this year, and Georgia and what it's going to do. I think Georgia is going to take this to another level. The one thing that, that kind of freaks me out a little bit is the Stetson Bennett factor. You saw it a couple yeah. of when yet when he got pressed. What happened? Pick six or pick six kicks in. So the Stetson Bennett factor scares me a little bit, but I think we are about to see the real Georgia, not just in this, but in the national championship as well. All right, we have a minute before the break, Pete. Uh, and in the end, 
the, as big a consensus as we've ever had in the end, right? It's Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, and Cincinnati. Uh, what would you like to say to all the folks who wasted hours and hours of time complaining about the rankings, the first five iterations of this? Uh, if Desmond Jackson had turned the corner just a half step faster, we'd be having a very, very different conversation right now because uh, it would have been a coin flip between Oklahoma State and Cincinnati for that slot. But again, like we always say, wait until the very end. And as Gil Alexander told me, it always works out. <laughs> let the games play out before you go crazy about it, right? Like let it then have the debate. If but it's... what fun is that? I, yes. know, I know. It always works out. By it the way, can... De Desmond Jackson, when that play was developing, I was like, oh, he's so easily scoring. Oh, my God, he has no chance. Like I have three running back friends of mine who texted me after that. I was like, I was in. I'm 45 years old. I'm in on that play. <laughs> it's a, every running back who's ever played would have would have scored on that play. Like, how could he not have scored? Exactly. Uh, fine. We'll come back. Pete's favorite bowl spreads next. Numbers gave these to the Sports Betting Network. Numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN holiday offer is here right now. When you sign up for a $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. It is a limited time offer, though, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at slash subscribe. Jeffrey, give me that spreadsheet. Want to order so people have it for the holidays? It's already December. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Pete Futak back with us once again. Pete, uh, before we get to your bowl game, your favorite bowl games here, uh, can we play a little uh, – can we have a little NFL draft sports radio talk here for a second? Please, let's go. I'm looking at the uh, the current draft order. So if the NFL season were to end now, which this just in, it is not ending. But if it were, this was this is the order. Detroit goes first. They could use a quarterback. Jacksonville second, Trevor Lawrence, no quarterback. Houston goes third. They could draft a quarterback. Fourth is the Jets. It's too soon with Zach Wilson. No. Fifth is the Jets. Sixth is the Giants. And seven is the Giants. You figure with one of those two, would they draft a quarterback? Or are they still like Daniel Jones? I don't know. Eight is Atlanta. Come on, they got to draft a quarterback. Nine is Carolina. They could probably draft a quarterback. Ten, yeah. Minnes Ten Minnesota, eleven New Orleans. They could probably draft a quarterback. I mean, there's so many of these teams, right? There's just not enough. There's not enough good quarterbacks in the NFL. So there, there's, as is, as there is with every year, a need for quarterbacks. And so my question to you is, are there any good ones that would be pro ready? Uh, pro ready, yeah. Kenny Pickett could slide right in. I think Sam Howell could slide right in. Um, there isn't the Trevor Lawrence of last year, and I don't think there's. I, I, give it a few more years. I don't think there's a Trey Lance in this either. And Mac Jones has obviously come out of. And I don't want to say come out of nowhere, but he went from being like okay, a pretty decent option to obviously being the the perfect guy for the perfect coach and the perfect team. So uh, Pickett seems like the one who could probably step in right away and start for you. Uh, is he the franchise be all end all guy? I'm not quite there. Uh, Sam Howell's all right, but he's I, I like quarterbacks who are six three two twenty, and that's more Pickett than Howell. Uh, and certainly through this process, other guys are going to rise up and rock in this. But really right now, it's probably Pickett's number one slot to lose, and he's going to show it off in this bowl game. And where would Kenny, if Kenny Pickett were drafted last year, let's say Kenny Pickett had this college football season 
but he had it last year. And he was coming out with Lawrence, Jones, Fields, um, Wilson, Lance. Lance, the fifth one. Where would he rank in that group of six? Well, there's a reason he came back. He certainly did not have the great numbers last year, but that was part right. of the reason he bet on himself. He's probably a fourth or fifth round pick. I actually don't like him as much as I like Davis Mills. I kind of, you, you mentioned Houston there. Oh, I, I'm, I'm a Davis Mills guy. I kind of think he, with time and with actual talent around him, he's actually a pro quarter. The question on Mills is, can he stay healthy? And that team's just trash. So that's not fair to judge him yet. Did you? Uh, and the Vikings, Kellen Mond, they took him relatively early. They're not going to go after someone else quite yet. So this crop is okay. It's certainly not last year. Did you just say you didn't like Kenny Pickett now as much as you liked Davis Mills then? Uh, I still love Davis Mills. I loved him. I loved Davis Mills last year. He was one of my kind of guys. Again, the question on Davis Mills isn't talent. It is health because he could not stay healthy at Stanford. Uh, But in terms of all the pro tools and and skills, it's all there. I, I just at some point we got to see him on a team that can actually do something with actual receivers to throw to. Pete, I thought we were going to get through two segments without some outrage, but there we go. We have some outrage. So I guess the question would would be then all these teams we just listed that need a quarterback. So what you're saying is they shouldn't be drafting Kenny Pickett in the first round because you know they're going to, right? Because these teams oh, go Kenny nuts. Pickett, Oh, definitely first round, maybe first overall. I mean, you know, but if you're if you're the Lions, you this is the time like you kind of to trade down. I mean, because there are a bunch of very good quarterbacks out there. There isn't the franchise Trevor Lawrence guy, though. Okay. Um, what's your favorite bowl game? We, we talked earlier about the ones that have moved. Let me just list the ones that have moved the most. Um, the teams where the lines have gone towards the most this far. You brought up Nevada, Western Michigan. No surprise that the number has gone to a pick basically, between Western Michigan and Nevada. Uh, UNC has gone... Uh, through the seven from five and a half to seven and a half. West Virginia took in some money in their bowl game. Tennessee, the favorite, has flipped from Purdue to Tennessee. And then Texas A&M has risen against the Wake Forest all offense, no defense deal. Those are the ones that moved the most. You understand all of those? You disagree with any of those? I, 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 I sure, sure do. But the thing about it is, is pick a lane on Purdue, Tennessee, because everyone's leaving the, like, those games. Purdue probably is going to have a few more parts to this. So that's going to be like 38 to 10 one way or another. It's, it, but that's still just such a crazy guess because, you know, Purdue's got the guys, but Tennessee's got the offense. That's going to be a weird one. I'm curious in the West Virginia, Minnesota one. Where did that, what's the latest line at that? Where did that flip to? Uh, West Virginia, Minnesota, latest number. It's four, right? Three, uh, what is it? Do, 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 do. What is that one, Jeff? West Virginia, Minnesota. Yeah, it's four. four. It's Minnesota four. Yeah. And it was six and a half at the open. I love Minnesota in this. I mean, PJ Flex still around, that team still in place. Uh, they're, they get time to heal up a little bit. That offensive line. PJ Fleck does not normally lose non conference games except the Bowling Green, much less bowl games. They've been able to rise up each and every year. West Virginia is kind of an eye team. I think that four is that is definitely one for Minnesota going that way. The one I'm loving more than anything else, 
is what kind of like called a disappointment bowl this year, the your Radiance Technology Independence Bowl, which we were promised by everyone who was associated with bowls, it was going to be BYU and UTSA. The Conference USH at the time was going to be, you know, an undefeated UTSA, and then they lose their last game, they don't even try, and then they win the Conference USA Championship versus BYU. That was going to be one of the better bowl games. Not to program shame, but UAB is okay, not great. I think BYU comes in and just steams roll, steamrolls the Blazers. I, I love BYU uh, giving away just the seven on that. You are the first person not to answer Notre Dame to that question. What What is the bull spread you nothing. love the most? I want nothing to do with that game because that is you know, uh, the whole Marcus Freeman, oh, we're going to care, we're going to try. Right. That's fine. But we don't. But usually, who's the team that got, gets really disappointed and is really down and you know got their heart broken? Those are usually the teams that don't show up for these bowl games. That's not going to be Oklahoma State. This might be kind of the vengeance thing. It's like, wait a minute here. You know, we just we pretty much gagged away the Big 12 championship. I think they show up because most of those guys are coming back. They're not losing a ton of pro prospects. Spencer Sanders was awful in that game. I think he comes back roaring. I think that defense comes back and rocks. Mike Gundy, though, is extremely hit or miss in bowl games. I don't want anything to do with this because we don't know what Oklahoma State's going to bring. And I am not buying in the, oh, just because Marcus Freeman there and everyone's going to care that Northern's just going to rip through Oklahoma State. Yeah, I find that to be very lazy analysis. People are like, oh, they love Marcus Freeman. They're going to they're gonna crush in this game. Uh, that's New Year's Day, of course, between the uh, Cowboys and the Irish. Uh, what about December 29th? Because this one sort of sticks out to me. Did you see Oregon play in the Pac-12 championship? Oh, my God. And- well, that's not – They were. here's the problem with that, though. There's two ways to look at that with Oregon. One, really hurt. I mean, they just don't have the guys left. If they had their full starting 22 in depth, I still think that they played Utah a whole lot better than that. The other problem with this is – here's the hard part about dealing with bowl games. You have guys like Kayvon Thibodeau who had nothing to do with college football from the start. He was ready to turn pro instantly, and now he's opting out. But there's two ways to look. Either you're missing some of those pro guys who are opting out, but on the flip side, you're getting the guys who are stepping in who really want to play and are good enough. The question on Oregon is the coaching, the the, the consistency, anything. This is a good Oregon team that's still got a whole lot of talent there, so I'm not just buying in that Oregon's just going to get destroyed in this. Oklahoma only laying three and a half in some spots in that ballgame. Uh, Army... Oh, that's a team that's a mess, too. We don't even know if Caleb Williams, like Caleb Williams might be on a plane to L.A. as we speak. So that's there's a whole lot of factors in this one. Real quick before we go here, any uh, Army-Navy thoughts this weekend? Uh, obviously, the never know always go under on this because the the, the uh, military academies always play really close, low-scoring games. If they, I had they no finally one, they finally adjusted on the total thirty-three and a half now. Yeah. All right. Fine. Over. You have to just on principle alone. But usually these things are fourteen to seven. But uh, I like Army, and now I guess I like the over after they adjusted because that's just thirty-three is just too too ridiculous. All right, we'll get one more chance to talk about this beforehand, but the first bowl day is December 17th, features uh, a couple MAC teams, 
Toledo facing Middle Tennessee State, which if, if I recall, you had like 118th out of 130 before the season started in your uh, your D1 rankings. And they're still not good. By the way, they're still right around 118 in terms of talent, but yes. But basically, Toledo laying 10 against them, and then uh, Coastal laying 10 against Northern Illinois, the MAC champs. Any thoughts on those two? Uh, like Northern Illinois to hang around with Coastal Carolina, they, they're able to want crank things down a little bit. Toledo, that Bahamas Bowl is always really bizarre. I will take Middle Tennessee, though, just so they take the ball away a ton. Okay. Peter, well done on Alabama. We'll talk many times before the Bulls. Enjoy doing Absolutely. all your write-ups. That should be fun. Uh, God, <laughs> pray for me. For thoughts and prayers this way. Thoughts and prayers your bowl, guys. for Pete Futak navigating through that. Pete Futak at Pete, F-I-U-T-A-K on Twitter. Jeff and I will talk NFL Week 14 next. Numbers Game, East and East Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came to my room crying, tears, <laughs> crying. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> <laughs> 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Oh, BetMGM, the King of Sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on college basketball. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy college hoops like never before with BetMGM all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets. If a three pointer is made in the game you wager on, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer. Not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Skill Alexander. Well, Jeff, I uh, I thought we were going to get through that PFUTAC segment without some outrage. But uh, as at LutzCody182 mentions on Twitter... He says, uh, this joker really compared Kenny, <laughs> this joker really compared Kenny Pickett to Davis Mills. Numbers don't lie. Time to ban Pete from the show, seriously. This was the most outrage I think I've had about a, a few tax segment since the uh, since the Dan Mullen incident where uh, I made Ann, poor Ann in the corner uncomfortable by virtually screaming <laughs> screaming at Futac for defending Dan Mullen week after week. And then of course the next week he was canned and I couldn't wait to talk to him again. Anyway, we love Pete. But it's only a matter of time before he says something provocative like that. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, we were talking about quarterbacks going to the in the first round there a second ago. Who do you draft? Any of the teams I mentioned, like, who do you draft of those guys? Is it Pickett? I think by default, I think it has to be. Again, that's, that's great logic for taking a quarterback in the top ten by default, but... You know how teams in the NFL draft panic and take they quarterbacks. Do, they go that, quarterback crazy. They shouldn't be drafted that early. And justifiably, by the way, because it's course. a quarterback league, so I get it. But yeah. if it's not there, it's not there, right? Yeah, I look, it's it, it's Pickett, it it's Wills from Liberty, who I just don't see it at all with him. I I played poorly against some mediocre competition this year when he played the good teams on Liberty schedule. He did not look good. He looked terrible against Syracuse. Great defense in Syracuse, obviously. He looked terrible against Ole Miss, uh, but I don't see it at all. Matt Corral's an interesting one, but I'm just concerned he won't be able to stay healthy uh, throughout an NFL slate. And then uh, Sam Howell, who put up good numbers, but obviously that team disappointed in in uh, in big fashion this year. Uh, it, by default, it's Pickett would be my number one quarterback off the board. Yeah, I guess. Detroit's going to take him with the number one overall pick, though? Like, are they well, going to do again, that? Well, here's, again, here's the ridiculous thing. By uh, the, the virtue of that tie that Detroit had, if Detroit gets one more win, which now that they, they – uh, they busted the seal. They might be able to uh, get a second one. Houston, I don't think, is winning another game. So that might be the Texans picking a number one. Which just, then you might get your Davis Mills versus Kenny Pickett comparison, uh, Gill. I'm just looking at Mel Kuyper here real quick. So he did this, what, three weeks ago? He does not have a quarterback going, I don't believe, in the entire first round. Let me see. Oh, happen. you know, he has Pickett, he has Pickett going 20th. Two? Well, the problem with this is it was old. It's old, and so I don't know. Yeah, at what point 
and, and when he's doing these mocks at this point, like he's not even associating teams with him. So this is just his big board. Okay, never mind. This is not an order. This is just his big board. He's got Kenny Pickett as his 20th best player. That seems about right. So there you go. So let me be clear. So this is not a this is not a draft board. He does have Malik Willis going. At, at, he does have Malik Willis as his 25th best player in the draft, the quarterback from Liberty. But as far as quarterbacks, his, here's his order. Just one guy's opinion, right? Kenny Pickett first, Malik Willis second, Matt Corral third, Desmond Ritter fourth, Sam Howell fifth. But I mean, like seventh is Hendon Hooker. Really? All right. Never mind about that. All right, what do you like best? What did you decide? You you had to you had a front row seat with guessing lines yesterday. What do you like best in week fourteen? Well, I'm just gonna preface everything by saying I am not even though I think the line is probably off in the Raider chief game, like you said, I cannot bring myself to bet the Raiders in that game. I just can't bring myself to do it. I sure don't want to lay with Kansas city, but I can't bring myself to bet Vegas who I, I, again, I think that game against Dallas was the last gasp game for the Raiders. I I will say this because the, the four that I liked yesterday were the Falcons, which Drew liked also this morning, the Raiders, Washington, and what was the other one that I liked? Arizona a little bit. Those are the four that I really liked. But the thing with the Raiders is, is that it really does, like, some of these games are unbettable till you know who's playing, right? You can't bet the Raiders unless Darren Waller's playing. You can't bet the Saints unless you know that Kamara's playing. Can you bet the Niners until you know about Debo Samuel? Like, that's, there's at least a, you know, there's at least a few games where it's not even worth talking about until you know the personnel on the field and those key players. You would agree with that about Waller, I would imagine. You just yeah, can't. Yeah, I mean, yes, but I, again, I don't. My concern is when we saw these teams play three weeks ago, that the Gus Bradley lack of adjustment to the <laughs> thing that slowed down Kansas City all year to, oh my goodness, we're facing a thing we destroy, and guess what? Kansas City destroyed it. I'm just concerned that Gus Bradley is so stubborn yeah. that he will not change. And we'll get a not quite the repeat we had a few weeks ago here in Vegas, but pretty close to it. So that's why I'm concerned. Again, I I thought that line should have been seven. I thought nine, nine and a half is pretty wild. Yeah, I'm just playing the number. I mean, but, it's too but, many points. Yeah, that would just be a pure number play, but I, I'm not truly interested. But your point is well taken. Matt Brown, my co-host on Primetime Action, calls it the assumption of rational coaching, right? Yeah. You're assuming that the coaches are going to do what they're rationally supposed to do. You know what they say about assuming, Jeff. It, yeah, I can't uh, say it on the air. It uh, it makes you regret your initial thought, I believe is what they say about assuming. <laughs> I believe that's the statement. Yes. All right, so I don't want to overreact to what we saw last night, but Tom Brady against Buffalo, and with the way that Tampa's offensive line has really just manhandled everyone recently, and the fact that Leonard Fournette has become – a legitimate top 10 NFL running back again Good leads call. me to believe that I know this is kind of going to be, everyone's going to point to this is a game. Buffalo has to save their season. They have to win this game, get the season back on the right track. No, 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 no. Every data point we've gotten from Buffalo this year against good teams, except for Kansas city in week five, when the chiefs were in the middle of their spurt where they forgot how football worked, 
Buffalo's gotten beat by every good team on their schedule. Yeah, this is three extra juice consensus. We're showing a three and a half, yeah, so I, you can still find the threes extra juice. There's still juice. three minus 20 at a, at a whole bunch of whole places. A whole bunch of places. I actually yeah. see a three minus one, but three minus 120 is the consensus right now. That's actually a good call, Jeff. Like, now after seeing what you saw, and again, it was in clement weather, but we've seen the Bills now against nobody. They haven't played anybody all year. They've been struggling. They lost to the Jaguars. They were soft in that game. They should have won that game last night. They couldn't do it. They're really going to cover this against the Bucks? I don't see it. I don't see it I, either. I think that, again, Buffalo has come up short against every reasonable team they played this year, except for Kansas City. They're the, that's the only reasonable team they've defeated this year. Yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I like this. I like the Bucks here, laying the three. New England is off. Final week of buys. So yeah, we don't that have uh, game to get to. New England, New England, Indy are both off this week, and they play each other the following Saturday, which that will be Saturday that, NFL, baby. Look, that's that game actually is going to set the course for the rest of the AFC playoffs. It's also going to set the course, Gil, for your Indianapolis Colts Colts futures because if the Colts lose that game, their path gets very narrow to sneak into the playoffs. It's going to set the course for adventure is what it's going to do, Jeff. Sure is. Um, I love my Colts' future. I love the Titans. Again, the Titans' future is based on them getting the number one seed. Still very possible. Titans right now the number two seed. Getting Julio Jones back. A.J. Brown's right around the corner. Six weeks on Derrick Henry is next week's game. Remember the Derrick Henry prognosis was six to eight weeks optimistically, more likely eight to ten weeks. But we're already going to be at the six-week mark next week. So don't kid yourself. That's still alive, and their hard games are behind them. But the Colts, telling you, watch this in-game, this in-season hard knocks. It's so good. I think the Colts are absolutely the sneaky, freaky brother sneaking in from the rear. That is a team that is built for the postseason, and you're right about that game against New England. Give me the points, because New England's going to be – where is that game? That's in, in Indy. It's I in don't Indy. know what that line's going to be. I, I would – right now, I guess Indy minus one. I would. I think Indy's going to be a slight favorite. Slight favorite? favorite? Give me Indy. Big game. Huge game a week from – they're obviously off this week, but a week from Saturday looking ahead. I know we're, I know we're basically out of time. I know it's Seattle laying a ton of points on the road, but I think the Houston Texans are completely dead. How bad is Houston that Seattle is a seven-and-a-half point or eight-point road favorite? God bless. And again, Mac Jones throwing three forward passes yesterday, completing two for 19 yards, had a 4.3 total QBR. To Rod Taylor's total QBR on Sunday, 2.7. Three forward pass attempts beat that. Jeez. We got to run. Lombardi line next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.